All right. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, I mean, it's been a week. Only been a, well, two weeks. I had a weed emergency in LA. I was wondering, what the fuck? Why'd you have to go personally all the way down? Oh, you know, just to burn the company dime. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it was a weed emergency. Haven't you ever had a <laughs> weed emergency? Uh, like twice a day. Twice a day? <laughs> Damn, I better get these numbers up. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. These are rookie ass <laughs> numbers. Episode 30 today. Imagine that. I feel like that's a that's a milestone. Got to get over something. I mean, if you look at it from the perspective of there's 52 weeks in the year, and we've been doing this for more than a year now. Oh, jeez. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. It's probably not that way to take the mood of the room down. It really brings me down. <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> it's not what I wanted to hear in terms of metrics, but it's cool. Why we keep you around, Meg? Happy 30th, everyone, you pieces of shit. Reality yep. check. <laughs> I thought she was the cheery one. <laughs> Gotta keep you all grounded. Should have been 30 a year ago. <laughs> well, we'll just break every episode in two, and now we have 60 episodes. There you go. Done. <laughs> Can't fault the logic in that. We'll catch that in post. We'll fault that logic in post. Well, we, we made business cards, at least. Look at us. Professionals. <laughs> Definitely. To do Sorry, I'm still getting a couple things together real quick. Oh, I guess we'll just keep talking then. I love the mm -hmm. sound of my voice. Somebody's got to. You guys ever... Hey, that's kind of fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, ta I'll take it. You guys ever eaten golden nuggets? Golden nuggets? Like a type of chicken nugget that is golden? No, but that's a good thought. I kind of want chicken nuggets now. No, it's like a... Uh, it's a pecan and caramelized white milk chocolate bite that sounds fantastic i just looked over the trim table and i saw some so i stole some from this uh colombian trimmer mm-hmm it's a weed emergency <laughs> she'll understand so last time we left off you guys were in kind of a tight spot yeah, tell me about it. I mean, I I was, for sure. You delved down the deep, dark shaft of this prison. You were thinking and, dick, but you, it just, <laughs> we, that's not, just, it wasn't going to work out. Well, it's not my fault that you guys draw dicks all over we everything. We dick down the deep, dark shaft of this prison? I yes. specifically did not draw a single dick this week. This two this weeks. Week. I drew a very tasteful portrait of Centrico. Yes, it's lovely. And he's very tall. It's very accurate. <laughs> Practically every time I go to prep a session, I have to, first step, clean up all the dicks these children have left no. behind. Clean them. <laughs> Delete them off of the roll oh, 20. Oh, cleaning all the dicks. <laughs> I can just imagine you with a dirty dicks. <laughs> you're just out there with a scrub bucket cleaning off all the dicks. <laughs> Goddamn fucking kids. Son of a bitch. Yeah, well, we're pretty childish around mm -hmm. here. Yep. But after you dicked down this dingy, deep, dark shaft, you fought a couple of slimy, ectoplasmic creatures and trekked deeper into the dungeon. You came into a room full of bones. And as you went a little bit further into it, those bones all came to life. 
you guys did come through uh, against all odds. Stormak, his character came online, started doing all kinds of badass shit that he had, wasn't able to do before. Saved Ozil from a malicious ghost. Certain doom. But before we come back to that moment, we're going to start with a little scene. Oh, ooh. Imagine, if you will, the scene opens with a close-up of a Harrow card. Card displayed has several commoners on the front surrounded by flames, wielding torches and a pitchfork with a golden crown hanging from it. At the bottom of the card, it reads, The Uprising. Just then, another card is slammed on top of it by a tiny, dirty hand of a disheveled-looking gnome dressed in tattered rags. Ha-ha! I think I win again! He's sitting at a small wooden table in a cramped stone room across from a female gnome dressed in similar rags. A lantern hanging above them is the only thing shedding light on their game of towers. This game is the worst. You always win. Well, the heart of the cards wills it so, dear sister. Who are we to argue with fate? <laughs> As he drags a pile of stale-looking baked goods across the table toward him, his sister crosses her arms and puts on an angry, pouty face. As she does, her sleeve is lifted up, and we can see a scar on her wrist. A circle with a triangle in it, and the letters HS. Oh, come on. You know I always share anyways. Either way, I think we need to get back to work before the guards notice. All right, but I choose the game next time, she pouts. He gets up from the table and presses a piece of brick on the wall, and the whole stone wall shakes and moves to the side, opening up to a large kitchen with multiple large pots of boiling something or other. She watches him leave and then reaches behind her chair and grabs a large oversized fork. She plunges it into the stack of cards on the table and lifts it to her mouth, chomping down, eating the whole deck of cards in one bite. She grins, obviously pleased with herself, and then tosses the fork on the table and leaves the room as well. The stone wall slides shut behind her. We see them both fiercely working to fill dishes from the pots, each with some disgusting-looking slop and a piece of bread, hurrying to place them all on a cart. An older, weak-looking human man with a long white beard comes and takes the cart. He's dressed in the same tattered rags, he has the same brand on his neck. He's pushing the cart down a long hall. He pushes it past a room that is separated from the hall only by floor-to-ceiling bars. There are several prison guards there playing cards and drinking and laughing behind the bars. They stop for a second to stare him down. Oi! You best get a move on. Ain't you spent enough time in the hole this month? <laughs> Hurry it up! Prisoner shudders and quickly moves on with the cart, walking past long halls of barred cells, all full of prisoners hooting and hollering for their next meager meal. But first he comes to the large wooden door with a latch slot at the bottom of it. He weakly bends over, opens the latch, and pushes one of the dishes through on the floor. We then cut to the other side of the door, where a tall, slender human man with pale skin goes to pick the bowl of gruel up off the floor. He takes a few bites as he walks back toward the window of his cell. He leans up against the wall, placing one arm outside through the barred window. You see it's covered in sores. He 
He's calmly eating his gruel on the windowsill there with his other hand, and in a few seconds we hear a buzzing sound as several sturges hurriedly make their way to the window and begin feeding on the man's arm. Oh. Yes, yes, drink up, darlings. Oi! You still feeding those disgusting things? You'll be sick! Camera pans out from the man's window and over to the window next to his. In there we see a hunched-over man on his bed, leaning against the wall where the window is. He's in a straitjacket covered in chains, writing in a small journal, using only his feet. Mind your business, Colvin. You think dying of filth fever would be any worse than rotting away in this hell? There's a loud, abrupt rumbling noise from deep underneath the room. Oi, bug boy! You hear that? You think the man's gone and done it? Oh, he's mad. I thought he were full of shite. Shut up, Corvin. You'll deny my pets their meal if you keep yelling. As he continues to let the Sturges feed on him, he watches as a woman with a picnic basket casually walks through the courtyard toward the prison. Corvin returns to writing in his journal. Just then, there's another loud explosion, and the entire foundation of the building is shook. Corvin struggles to keep his balance without the use of his arms, as we see a thin layer of smoke begin to come through the small crack at the bottom of his cell door. Woo! Sounds like old Faramin's really giving him a run for their money. Well, I reckon we'll be out of here in no time. The Sturges fly away from the window, and the disappointed man that was feeding them sits on his bed, finally noticing the smoke coming through the door. As it starts to flow more heavily, we hear loud commotion outside the cell, guards yelling, prisoners wailing for help. Do you really think the gods would allow us to escape our fate that easily, Corvin? All of the tortures we've endured in this place, it was never enough. Yeah, well, I suppose not. Well, at least we have each other. And as the smoke starts billowing through, filling the air in the cells. Shut up, Corvin. They each sit in their respective cells, looking defeated, sliding down into their beds, coughing. As the camera pans out of their cells through the doors, pans down the long hall of cells where the guards have seemingly abandoned dozens of prisoners, reaching out through the bars, screaming for help, begging, and watching each other slowly suffocate as the entire floor fills with a thick black smoke. And blackout. That's awful. Cheerful. And now we find ourselves in the lower levels of that prison. Deep in the shit. I believe we're still in initiative order from the combat that we're still technically in. I refuse. I, I loved Meg's notes. When the headless, giant, flaming skeleton Kool-Aid mans his way into the room... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty much what happened. <laughs> yeah, after you were fought through the last few of these skeletons that had set on fire and began exploding, just when you thought it was over, 
the door from down the hall burst open and this flaming, headless skeleton wielding a massive hand axe comes out of the hall into the room here and moves his torso left and right like he's looking for something and then locks on to looks like Sidriel. And I believe we're at the top of the round with Stormak. Okay, so where my token is on the map, I don't see this enemy. Um, do- you probably heard the door crash down, and maybe you see uh, the f- like flickers of the flame light. Will he cast a shadow? He would cast light, wouldn't he? I mean, uh, does a skeleton that's on fire cast a shadow? It's a good question. I gotta bring test this out. <laughs> um. So, wh- where am I hearing this from? Which direction is he coming from? Uh, to the north here. Okay. Uh, so it's around the corner to the left, where you probably see the flickering light. All right. So from. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin moving um, towards it because we have to fight it, even though I'm I'm on the verge of death. Um, Just is the plan not to retreat to the water? Oh, that oh, you guys were is, all about it last time. Is is that the plan? I've I've forgotten. I think it was. I think we hoping that we'd be a little safer in the water, douse it or something. Yeah, you guys were all about it last week. I just want to make sure that's the plan. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still down with that plan. Okay, so yeah, okay. Um, well, Stormax pretty hurt then. If if that's your plan, if that's our plan, then he'll he'll uh, he'll honor that and he'll move. Uh, let's see. That's twenty. Let's, let's get him. Um, this water's nothing special. It's actually nasty, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh <laughs> well, I was gonna like jump in it for safety or something, but it's all gross, right? This, all this right. Water's nothing special. Well, I mean, special, it's right? it's it's flowing in from the pond outside. Okay, it's wet. So that's 30 feet of movement, and um, I think that's it for me. Maybe I'll pull out a quarterstaff, and that's my turn. All right. Stormax sees Firelight after just fighting a bunch of flaming skeletons and runs for the water. The group discussed our... Uh, well, I'll... I'll, 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 I'll Your players I'll, I'll throw in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I feel so like we, we shouted Stor- that last episode. Stormak's like, okay, we're we're getting out of here then. Um, come on. No, you, you guys were yelling it, like, in character a bunch last week. I was just trying to okay. check to make sure that was still the plan. All right, that's okay, that's cool. still the plan. It's That's cool. <laughs> it's, it's the plan. Let's do it. All right, and Sidriel is up next. So how hurt does Father Ozil? Give me a perception check, or a heal check. Either or. If I had to put a number on it. <laughs> I feel like he's bloodied, like, is he... He is... Bl- well, it's you a, pass. It's three. I mean, just does he look cut up, like... Yeah, I mean, he was get. You saw him down on the ground getting slashed by skeletons, and he was... Okay. He'll, like he looks at Ozil, he looks back at the monster, and the skeleton is burst through the wall. Kind of looks at Ozil, gets resigned almost, and then just starts taking off around this corner. 
and then I'm going to ready to cast a spell. Hmm. Okay. And, and what's the uh, in um, case of what? Uh, so once, um, so I, I'm activating my arcane bond on my ring to cast grease because I don't have it prepared today, but I can I can use my arcane bond to cast any spell in my spell book. Fucking mm-hmm. smart. Um, so as soon as Father Ozil clears the end of that hallway, um, I'm going to put a square of grease in, starting right on the other side of uh, Flora and Daisy and make creating a block at the end of the hallway there. Okay, awesome. Ozil, you're up next. All right, so here's my problem. Did I... I think I fired that uh, icicle from the ground... I'm, am I still prone? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get up? I think... I feel like you're prone. Fuck. Stand up and then also move. Yeah, you can stand up and move. Yeah, but I had a better plan until I shot myself in the foot. Okay, um... Poorly, basically. <laughs> Be surprised, bro. Be surprised. Right in the foot. That one... All right. Um, yes. Uh, okay. Well, he's gonna stand up, and I feel like he needs to move as well. So he will move five, ten, fifteen, twenty to get uh, over here. Shit. Still have uh, my ruler. <laughs> Yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, he wants to be right there. Stand up and a move. Not my greatest. He'll draw his falchion? No, I can't. No, no, not quite. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe next level. You have a plus one BAB, right? Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah you I, can draw um, as, part of, as part of the move action. Um, what does, what does Grease do? Slippery. Makes it real greasy. So creatures moving through it um, need to make a reflex save fall. Um, They can try to move through it at half speed. DC 10 acrobatics check. Um, If they fail it, they stop moving. If they fail it by five or more, they fall through. Okay. It's pretty sweet. You all retreat back into the hallway whence you came. Sidriel casts a spell in a big puddle of slippy Flippy-slidey grease appears at the end of the hall. How did they get it to only form in a square? Magic? Yeah, magic. <laughs> it's magic, yeah. Okay, right. I forgot. You hear... <laughs> heavy footsteps. And you see that flame get closer around the corner and then stop for a second and then turn directly at you. Looks like he was looking for you, even though he doesn't have a head but somehow catches whiff of you and uh, starts charging around the corner here. He doesn't have a nose either. Yeah, it, it's the proverbial whiff. <laughs> the proverbial <laughs> whiff is it's, it's absolutely the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's um, good. What happens when he hits the grease, Wes? He, so he's already going to start... He treats it as difficult terrain. Um, and then in that, once he enters the area of Greece, he needs to make a DC 10 acrobatics check. All right. Coming right up. Let's see here. 
Okay, that's a natty 19. Okay, so he, he can move at half speed. Who agrees? Both squares? Uh, I, I think so. Um, yeah, it just says that creature can walk within or through the grease at half normal speed with a DC 10 acrobatics check. So I take that as through the area of grease so they can continue moving for the remainder of this turn. So he slips a little bit and catches himself and then slowly walks a bit more forward straight at Flora. How do we know it's a he? Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> She's got you there also. I mean, he doesn't... Is it the proverbial penis, too? I mean, I don't know. You can see his bone. Womp. Womp, womp, Um, <laughs> but... What you can see is for this scary, fiery skeleton as it heads slowly towards her, and it is her turn. Oh, god damn it. Um, I guess my only option now is to make, like, a five-foot step without getting a attack of opportunity. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Five-foot step. You don't want to get hit by this thing. No, I don't. I'll tell you that right now. Even if you didn't have four hit points <laughs> left. <laughs> uh, Meg, you can also do a withdraw. That's going to be like the same effect as the five foot step, but you can keep going. Super smart. How far can I go? Double your Twice movement. Your then yes, I will absolutely withdraw. Fucking turn tail and run. Like she's not interested in being anywhere near this thing because she's like bleeding out. You're like barely hanging on on top of Daisy, bleeding, and Daisy's slowly backing up yeah. as this thing's approaching. And then just runs. Yeah, yeah. She backs up until she gets to, like, where Sid is, and then she turns and runs. It's Stormax's turn. Tap around six. Well, um, I'm pretty much with Flora here, so I'm gonna run over here. Uh, we have uh, a rope hanging down, I believe. I believe so. And... We needed to uh, tie Daisy to that rope in order to haul her up. So Stormac is going to come 30 feet over here, splashing into the water, and uh, grab that rope and say, "Uh, We got to get Daisy tied to this rope! And oh, we're making a full retreat. Your, your plan is to stand there and tie a dog to a rope while this thing just mashes us with an axe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're getting out of here without fighting this fucking thing. Well, um, you have a turn before it has a turn. Um, I don't okay. know. Uh, I was just checking that was your plan. I'm. I'm, 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 uh, I don't really have a plan. Um, I think getting in the water is a good <laughs> That's idea. That's pretty obvious. I mean, well, thanks. But I think getting in the water is, is a good first step. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah. So, Stormac runs out into the water, grabs that rope for all it's worth. I don't know. He's got his quarter staff in the other hand. I don't know. That's it. Give me, give me a perception check. Sure. Oh, no. Those are never... Those don't bode well. Uh, Stormac is good at perception, so that's a natty 8 for a 17. Hey! Stormac, once you, you grab that rope and you're sitting there yelling at them and you notice something 
shiny sticking out of the mud underneath the water. Hmm. Okay. Is that my whole turn, or could I grab whatever that is, or is it like moving or a weapon? Um, you pretty you pretty much just ran your your movement speed. Okay. Right? So, no, no, I moved thirty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, you can you can grab it. You can grab at it. Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. If it's not like you know a, a fish or, or a monster or something. So yeah, no, it looks it's shining like a piece of metal in the firelight, and um, you move some of the mud away real quick and pick it up and it appears to be a, a badge of some sort uh, that said has the letters VH on it and attached to it is a ring of keys oh bum, bum. Hmm. he holds it up knowing that it's worth something Ba-da-da-da. that's definitely gonna be fucking yeah. worth <laughs> worthwhile thank god we found those no more breaking down doors, boys. And lady. And it's Sidriel's turn. Sidriel is going to move back, flash around in this puddle a little bit, move to here, so just like 30 feet away from this big fuck-off flaming skeleton. Then he's going to shoot it with uh, the old, uh, what are those things called? Blunt arrows. Those are the ones. Yeah. Blunt arrows. You moved exactly 30 feet away from it? Yeah, you are. Uh... I see. I mean, ish. That also puts it in range of being able to walk up and punch me in the face. Clever elf. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah, All dude. Right. Yeah, you knock off a couple of his, like, rib bones. Do some damage. All right. Ozil is up next. Ozil looks around. <laughs> All his friends have ran after he... Almost died, but he is very gracious for them have taken the time to save him. He looks back at them and says, God damn, why are they so far away? <laughs> and then he scoots backwards a little bit and uh, says, I'm getting too old for this shit. And he will channel positive energy for healing. Looked at After he looked at the frantic face, bloody face of Flora, the... Uh, slightly beat up face of Stormak and Sidriel doesn't looks fine. <laughs> he's a very handsome elf. Yeah, he, he, looks, he looks fine. He looks like he's doing great. If you asked his mom, she would say that he looks very sharp today. <laughs> well, I, I would love to ask Sidriel's mom. Okay. Channel positive energy for healing. Come on. Fucking high D6 rolls. Right. You're gonna move to please, right please, there please, first. Please, please. Yes. You're, you're, you're only moving 15 feet? You're not... Well, yeah. You're in fine. range to heal us all. That's great, but you're still uh, front line against this flaming skeleton. He thinks in his head that you guys have did so much for him, and then if he if he was meant to die down here, he is going to die down here. What a hero. Protecting his friends who saved him from a lifetime of sitting there with Corvin, who apparently is an annoying asshole. I don't know. His bio, his bio sounded annoying as fuck. <laughs> so he heals for nine points of healing. Thank you. Does that help, y- help y'all? That yes. helps us for nine points. That's nice. Not bad. So he's almost at full health anyway at this point. So he's down. He's ready. He arms himself. He digs his feet into the mud and is ready to go. Daisy is 
back to full health. Excellent. You did something good for your party members. Make them live a little bit longer. Uh, but now it's my turn. Now, do, do I need to roll uh, to move out of the grease or to move through it after yeah, it's you, cast? Yeah, you started your turn there, so you'll need to roll again. All right. Here's acrobatics. Ooh, that's a nine. What it, he cannot move this round. Ooh. Oh, he's just like... <laughs> yeah, he's like, he doesn't quite fall, but yeah, he's just like... Yes. You know, when you're like, step like a patch of ice, and you just feel like you're falling for like 15 minutes, trying to catch yourself. Like, I believe Nice. I fucking love that spell, man. Underrated, for sure. I'm picturing it like a cartoon. Yeah. That's, yeah, just exactly. like a flail of legs as he, like, tries to stay up. He can't like the, move at all. Scooby-Doo, like, brrr, sound effect as they spin on their legs. But he he doesn't quite fall. It's regains his composure. It's, it's so similar to reality because, like, when you're falling and slipping on ice, like, <laughs> like you catch yourself and then you fall again and then you catch yourself and then you fall again and then like you just can't, you can't yeah, get it. And I, I, after a couple of almost falls, you just rather it be dead at that point. You can't <laughs> stop trying to catch yourself. You pull a groiny. I'm looking. I'm just double checking here, though, and I'm not seeing that that he needs to roll again if he starts his turn there. To move through that grease, he does. Okay, grease spell. Any creature in the area with, oh, when the spell is cast, must make a creature can walk within or through the area. Of so yeah, he's in an area of grease. He's trying to walk through it. He's got to make that save. A creature can can walk through. Oh yeah, DC 10 acrobatic check. And failure failure means, means can't move it. Right. Okay. Okay. No, you're right. You bought us a turn, man. That's all that fucking counts right there. Yeah. Let me have this. So, yeah, he's staring. Or he's not staring. He doesn't have a head. But he's, like, (laughs) slipping and, like, trying to stand. And keeps trying to, like, come at you guys with the axe. But he just can't quite do it. That's good. For you. Yes. Flora. Revitalized. Well, no. No, Flora's not revitalized. <laughs> Daisy is. Bloodied. Uh, I'm gonna scooch even further this way. Yeah, I mean, th- towards... Um, we have to form a defense plan, Flora. I know, I'm working on it. Uh, fuck. Okay, so he's 45 feet away from me, which means he is... You're good. You can charge him. No, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, uh. Um, okay, so my sling has 50 feet range? That looks right. 50 feet. So this guy is perfect. All right, I'm going to use my sling. Which is not my best weapon, obviously, but it also keeps me uh, further away. That's why you head out already, right? Yeah. Yes. You, you did have your sling out, yes. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Oh, ouch. So that is a 10 to hit. I rolled a 5. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> 10 is not going to hit, unfortunately. I'll tell you what, though. You were close. Really? Oh, shit. That was a joke. <laughs> okay, so she like she stumbles backwards, and she's still sort of like trying to... Trying, trying to well, she doesn't stumble backwards. Daisy scoots over towards Stormback. And Flora's like just trying to get herself back up in the saddle properly and fire a shot at the same time that it just misses. 
Daisy's like nervously trotting as this flaming skeleton is approaching. Yeah, she's not a fan. She likes bones. She doesn't so much like fire. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the round seven. Stormac. Yikes. I'm really not sure what to do here. Um, Live. <laughs> well, I can't run out on you guys. Um, you just start climbing the rope? No. <laughs> like, yeah, see you later. That's exactly what I'm not going to do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I, uh, that rope's just hanging there. I don't I do to have grabbed it. I grabbed those keys instead. Um, Stormac will uh, run up and stand strong uh, in this safe little niche. Kind of between. Stand strong. Yeah. Uh, he, he, <laughs> Directly behind me. Yeah, he's gonna get right behind Ozil <laughs> and right next to Sidriel, and he's and he's got his uh, quarter staff out like a baseball bat, and um, he, he's he's got the ready to action. If that thing attacks Sidriel, then he's gonna attack it. If it attacks Ozil, then uh, he'll he'll um, remember Ozil forever. Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> this is, uh, I see where we stand on the Christmas gift list. No. Uh, Maybe S- if it happens. Stormac uh, appreciates you. You, you got him uh, almost back up to half HP. So he wants to stand by you. Oh. Right, right, oh, right, behind, so right, right, right behind you. <laughs> you, almost, you almost got me to half HP. Yeah. He appreciates that. Stand by Mead. That's my turn. Or that's my ready to action. <laughs> All right. You're ready. Punch. Sidriel. Sidriel is going to knock and loose two blunt arrows straight down the hallway. All right. That is a 22 on the first one. Oh, yeah. For four points of damage. Solid. And a 21 on the second. Yeah, buddy. Yes. And another four points to Legendary Damage. Fuck yeah, dude. Alright. And then I'm gonna take a five and step back. <laughs> These, um. Trying to think of a good descriptive word for the bludgeoning arrows. I mean, I imagine they're just like a regular arrow, but you know, how to, how to point, just have a little flat piece of lead, or probably not lead, that's too soft, but we'll just flat piece of steel on the end of it to add some weight heft to it. Yeah, you ever seen those practice arrows that they shoot? I always thought they had tiny little boxing gloves on the ends of them. <laughs> they just, yeah. yes. <laughs> or like the, uh, do you remember a Knight's Tale where the guy had the lance with the, the metal fist, on, fist on the end? Yeah, that's what I pictured. Maybe they have a little metal fist on the end. Yeah, but there was a spike inside that. Sidro rolls his own blunt arrows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these, these pudgy... They have a little book on the end? Pudgy arrows are just like... Hailing into this flaming skeleton, knocking bits of him off, and he's just stuttering in his step and slipping in the grease. Unt, it is Father Ozel's turn. Father Ozel, broad tusks, looks back at Stormac and Sidriel and Flora, looks at the dire situation, says a quick, long, prayer to Phrasma, quick and long at the same time. I don't know how I do that, but come up with a way. Talks really fast. He talks very fast. And channels positive energy for damage. If you wouldn't mind giving me a will save, John. Oh. 
I've got a uh, pretty good chance on this. That, that's okay. <laughs> that's got? a 12. Oh, man. Thank God. You missed it by one. DC 13 oh, will save. Woo. I right. have a... Go ahead. I'll just tell you. He's got a plus four to his saves versus channeling. Wow. He rolled a netty four. Ooh. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, you're going to take all of this 2d6 then. I'm happy for you. Oh, that's one six, and that's two sixes. Is the, uh, hold on, let me look at this dice. Oh yeah, that's, that's what? fucking 12 damage, buddy. Solid. Nice, 12 damage. A blue light fills the chamber as a giant 30-foot radius explosion of pale blue light comes out of his holy symbol. Gross. <laughs> Come on, man. Does everything have to be a spiraled penis joke? I didn't say the penis was spiraled. <laughs> you mean like a duck? Yes. <laughs> or a dolphin. How do you think orcs' penises work? All right, we got to stop this. Yeah, come on, John. Sorok's trying to run a highbrow game over here. and you're... I am poop. You are poop. <laughs> poop. All right. So you blast this thing, and... Um, yeah, its flames are, like, starting to flicker. And it's its turn. Getting pretty low on them channels, though. Has anyone considered asking it not to attack us? Just talking mm -hmm. to it. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I don't know if I should tell you. Don't tell us. Okay, I'm going to roll an acrobatics check. Oh, I know. We've... Hello, Mr. Skelly, man. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, that'll make him run. All right. Oh, it's a 13. You said, all right. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. Oh, boy. How far away are you guys right now? About that far. I actually like this tactical position that we've set ourselves up in. Good job, everyone. It gives Sidriel line of sight to shoot his arrows. It gives Flora the chance to charge if she wants to. Um, You're blocking him with a readied action, and I'm just a meatbag. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said it. So, so he didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton finally finds purchase with his flickering, fiery feet and flings himself toward the source of Phrasma's light that had burnt the shit out of him. And he rolls a very important attack roll. Important because I think one hit from this guy could kill any one of you right oh, now. Oh, dear. Here it goes. He rolled another natty four. It's good. It's same as his will save. Where's your brass uh, fucking player killers? That's for a ten. No. Sorry. Just slightly dodge out of the way. Whew. I, I did not want to roll that. Okay. Flora is up next. The skeleton just swung this flaming hand axe down at Ozil, who barely dodged out of the way. What do you do? How does it look? Does it look like heavily damaged? Yeah, the the flames are like flickering. It's missing chunks of bone. And as it puts a single foot into the water next to Ozil there to attack him, you see it start to like sizzle and steam and put the fire out on his foot. Okay, so I'm doing this for one reason only. 
And that reason is because I can, I'm, I'm gonna use my tactician skill, which gives you guys my feet, my teamwork feet. <laughs> Grab my feet. Take my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my strong foot. <laughs> um, so uh, it says, but this you're all getting this feat temporarily. When your ally with this feat, which is me, uses a charge action and hits, you gain a plus two bonus on your next attack roll against the target. Um, so I'm going to give you that. I believe I can do that as a... While you're looking for that, I just was re-listening to episode one, and mm-hmm. there was the bonk fest. Um, <laughs> if John, or anybody who can answer this question, if, if Flora were to uh, try to bonk with her lance once again, taking the minus four to hit, would that be bludgeoning damage for full damage? I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, my weapon is, I mean, the lance is piercing. So you're saying if I do non-lethal damage? I'd say if you got if you got up close, I'd say I would allow that to be bludgeoning damage, yeah. But she... Like you're kind of, you don't have the reach to poke them with the pointy end, but if you get up, you can hit them with the flat end or like the hilt or something. I also think that you're going to do way fucking more damage if you charge it than you would. You're easily going to get over that 5DR. I don't think she can charge right now. Not right now. Yeah. Yo, you can't five foot step and charge. Do we already talk about this? Fuck. Yeah. Um. So. The standard action. Hear that beat. Yeah, I was just looking at that too. So Wait, that. Why guess... can't you five foot step and charge? That doesn't make. Never sense. mind. You can't take. You can't use any kind of movement around you taking a five foot step. I'm gonna grab a beer real quick while we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but that doesn't make sense then. So, if it says with an ally. With this feat, but then at the end it says the bonus must be used before your ally's next turn, or it is lost. So what's the fucking point of having it as a teamwork feat that you can share? If, like, you use it, and then you can't charge until your next turn because you used it. You know what I mean? Well, you're you're, you're giving them the feat for, what, a minute, I think? No, it says this bonus must be used before your ally's next turn, or it is lost. Although I guess it's when your ally with this feat uses the charge. Right, so you haven't actually charged yet. So this turn, you're giving everyone the feat, and then when you actually charge, that's when it'll activate. Okay, so I can give it to you and then get into position, (laughs) and then my next turn I can charge, and then it'll still be, you guys will still get that bonus when I charge. Correct. You're level three, so we'll have that feat for four rounds. Okay. Then I will do that. Whatever whatever role playing it is to do that. Be like, I'm gonna get him. And then let you guys know. <laughs> and line myself up to charge. Alright, so you're gonna activate that feat by saying well, something cool to your, it's an ability. your dudes. Yes. And uh, line yourself up for a big fat charge on this flaming back okay mm-hmm. now top around eight back to stormac all right stormac sees flora getting into position he knows what she does he doesn't want to disturb that but uh this thing's attacking his buddy ozel so he's gonna five foot step up into range 
and uh, he's like a he's like a stout Darth Maul. Steps up <laughs> with his quarter staff, and he is going to perform a quarter staff flurry of blows because this is a monk weapon. So he's gonna get two Ooh. shots on this guy. Fuck yeah, you are. See what he can do. Oh, that's an 11 to hit, and then a 17 to hit. I'll tell you right now. They both hit. Awesome. Nice. Oh, All right, man. so that's 8 damage, and then 7 damage, both bludgeoning. So 15 Ooh. bludgeoning. Nice. As he cracks him twice with each end of the quarterstaff. Crack, crack. I don't like that this dude's AC is so fucking low. That means if he hits us, we're dead. You come up. And you crack, crack, Darth Maul style with your quarterstaff. And, um, you want to put any stank on that kill? Yay! Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll come up and, uh, the bottom of the staff comes up and cracks him in the bottom of his spine or his pelvis. And then the top of the staff comes down and smashes him into his collarbone and his few bunch of ribs and his spine just... Bottom, top, take him down. Smash him up. Oh, thank God. Flora was really not wanting to charge this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Stormax got that ring of keys kind of looped over one of his fingers as he's clutching the quarterstaff. And, and he's just like, oh, look what I found. And he, and he uh, separates the weapon from the keys and holds up the keys and says uh, this is this is what we're looking for yes I uh, very surprised as to how that guy didn't go down Stormac that was amazing thank you thank you all for saving me couple things Ozil and Stormac please make reflex saves oh fucking son of a nugget does that a does my um, uh, protection from evil still count? No. <laughs> How long ago was no. it? Was it under a minute? <laughs> yeah, it was only like fucking 30 seconds ago. Yeah, but this is just fire. It's not like evil. Protection from evil I gives mean, it's, you... It's evil fire. Yeah, evil fire. It gives you a plus two to saves against evil creatures. All right, all right. All right. It's uh, 14... Nope, 13. Sorry, 13. My bad. And Stormac rolled an 11, and you both pass. All right. Uh, so you're able to barely duck down out of the way as this skeleton crumbles apart, starts to steam and whistle, and poof, explodes. Bone chunks flying everywhere, hissing as they hit the water. Oh, that was a big crazy one. <laughs> Twas a spicy meatball. Can I uh can I look at this guy? Does he look like he was like a prisoner or a guard or a Well Where did this guy come from? Does his skeleton look like you a can't... guard skeleton or a prisoner skeleton? Alright, so <laughs> he was a flaming skeleton that exploded into a hundred pieces. Yeah. But do those Was pieces... this prison known to staff guards that were on fire and exploded into 100 pieces? Exactly. <laughs> do we have Maybe... any knowledge on that? 
Uh, maybe you could do a day's worth of research on it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Collect good. all the pieces and pe- put them back together <laughs> like yeah. that Quick. show. Nobody Collect moved. the whole set. <laughs> Can I roll a knowledge staffing agency? <laughs> um, no, as, f- as far as just looking at this skeleton, you can't tell anything like that. Okay. When Stormak, though. So Stormak's got that ring of keys. He, hang- he holds up that badge and keys and uh, says, I think this is what we came down here for. Uh, but there are those three tunnels. Yeah. It was kind of a pain in the ass to get down here, so we're, while we're down here, shall we... Is, wasn't it really easy for us to get down here once we tied the is, Okay, okay. As much as I'd, as much as I'd love to, Stormak, I, uh, I feel like I have to go sleep. The powers of Phrasma are waning within me. Are you completely out of your abilities? Could you throw another one my way, or just waste it before we go to bed? I, I definitely have enough to waste on you, Flora. Could we at least stop by the office we got the keys for on the way out? It's not a bad idea, Sidriel. Yeah, let's let's get out of the hole anyway. Let's let's definitely yes. get out of this godforsaken okay. place. Let's okay, Daisy, let's tie you up here nice and secure. Uh, Father Ozel, if you would please, with the with the flashy blue. I'm still I'm gonna throw up a quick prestidigitation and just kind of make myself my own little private hand dryer to start like drying my clothes off. <laughs> While you're standing nice. in the puddle? Well, I can start drying off the top parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if everybody huddles around, I will channel another positive energy. Oh, out of the box. Oh, out of the box again. Holy shit. What are you doing? Um, okay, that's, uh, sorry. What? He's rolling aggressively. How do you roll dice? I so roll them on a table. What, what the fuck are you doing? Give us, give us the good I, news. It's an eight. Yay! I have one. And I have one left. Oh, that feels so much better. Um, is it, if I, if I look around, uh, do you guys give me another symbol like you need more Phrasma's light? Like, can we... <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I could take another one, but let's wait till we get home. How about we Just give like case. a thumbs up or a thumbs down? <laughs> you look around and you hear a squeak as a little mouse starts to splash around in the water. Sigil starts climbing the rope. He just like he gets startled by it. He just, he's just going. <laughs> this gnarly looking mouse just kind of trails off out of the water into the cave entrance. Oh, did I heal it for its... Did I prolong the suffering of that mouse, <laughs> actually? Oh, god damn it. Uh, I hate doing that shit. <laughs> I should have selective channeled. Um, uh, what, were, what were we talking about? Yeah, let's get out of the hole. Alright, okay. so everybody roll me 35 climb checks. What? Alright. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's DC zero. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Alright, you get up. It takes you a little minute with to get everyone up and then to work together you got probably to pull Daisy up but you do and uh, you're back on the first level of the prison in in the puddle I was probably up to like my chest so I'm just soaked Sid real the red ray huh oh oh yeah I guess oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> she uses your whole name mm-hmm. like a mom now 
Anybody want to give me an intelligence check? Uh, sure. Just flat intelligence? Yeah. I mean, do you want it to be good? <laughs> 13. Mm, 13. That's, uh, 19? Hey. Oh, those all remembers. Um, we'll put together... Oh, sorry, 18. 18. My math is bad tonight. Um, that you had found out recently that you uh, the keys you were looking for to open that heavy locked room were the keys that were supposedly on the warden's person at all times. So, what, one and of the water you, ghosts? And you just found a set of keys with his initials on it. Stomach, uh, VH Vessian Vessian Hawkrin, right? Is that, uh, does that ring a bell? Oh, Father Ozel, you are so brilliant. Here, you deserve these keys and the badge for remembering that uh, no one else oh, could I, remember. I, I don't want to touch those keys. I don't want that shit. Well, then I'll, I'll hang on to them, but uh, well done remembering that. I'll take I'll take the badge, though. It makes me feel good. Um, fine, you can have the thing that makes you feel good, and I'll hang on to the thing no. that makes you feel bad. That That's fine. Here, here. No, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, well. I'm, 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 I'm not that smart of a man. Um, it's hard to know when you're kidding. Um. I'm sorry, I'll make it more obvious next time. Okay, well, as as you laugh at me and chide me, I, that becomes more obvious. So. I I wasn't chiding you, my my dwarf friend. Uh, <laughs> whoever is controlling me is has uncontrollable laughter. Okay, Flora's just gonna probably burst the weed. through you guys, and let's go, let's get out of here. She's done with this place. Do we have it in us to? continue to explore the prison and maybe go explore that room or should we head back and rest yeah it's just one room right let's do it <sighs> I hope so we can always run run so far away that happens yeah Sigil you are always the voice of reason I will uh, definitely follow you on on your go <laughs> alright so you make your way back to that Big heavy locked door. Yes. Sure. Where was that big heavy locked door? Hallway to the south. Yeah, in the, for the very front hallway. Yep. Massive iron door. As they get ready to unlock the door, I'm going to cast gravity bow. Gravity what? Gravity bow makes my arrows hit real hard. Pardon me, Flora and Daisy. Could I get access to that door? Oh yeah, you've got the keys. Yes. Sorry, thank you. Thank here. you. I'll, I'll be happy to go first. <laughs> Uh, Stormak starts with one key. It's the wrong one. He goes to the next one. It's the wrong one. He goes to the next one, etc. <laughs> till he gets the right one. Okay. <laughs> that covered How it. How long do we stand in the hallway? Roll oh, a D100. Just, just roll a D8 <laughs> and see. I mean, there's right. eight keys on there. You open the door. It creaks open slowly. It's really heavy. And dust kind of comes out and as the light from Flora shines through you see this bizarre collection of like random items on shelves, wooden shelves lining the room 
us. Yeah. That is what you see from the doorway. I'll enter through the doorway into the room. You go in the room. Mm-hmm. The walls are lined with these shelves, and there's random little knickknacks and antique goods. Some of them have tiny tags on them. Some of them have labels. Um, give me perception checks. Ooh, natural 20 for 22. Mm, natural nice. 1 for 10. 21 Nine. for me. Right, Daisy so, got a 7 for 12. As you're uh, snooping around this room, you find a few things. Most of the stuff you find around here is just like random personal belongings, jewelry, dull knives, and confiscated like shanks. But Flora, with your 22, you notice on the eastern end of the room what looks like it could be a secret compartment. Oh! So she's like looking around the room and running her hand along the wall as she walks past it. She's like, oh! Oh, there's something here. Hmm. Guys, look at the thing. <laughs> John, you hey. have to you have to hey. soundbite all those secret guys. compartment flora noises. Hey. <laughs> that was hey. golden. Hey, guys. All right, so yeah, thing. you press... <laughs> against one of the bricks on the wall and (laughs) this hidden little hidden vault shows itself and there's several things in this vault you find a blood-stained hand axe Mm, chopper a tangled collection of holy symbols mmm Father Charlatan. A moldy bell book. Oh, Sid is all over that. That I'm not sure who belongs to. Definitely gonna be fired up some detect magic. I I thought we would have probably anyway, but yes. You find a blacksmith's hammer. And a tarnished silver flute. No, oh, that's the guy. Different than the one that we destroyed? Mm-hmm. Didn't we already fucking destroy this guy like 20 times? <laughs> what the fuck? I think that he, like, haunts other flutes. Well, <laughs> He's a flute haunter. Then we get rid of this thing, and he'll go away. No, we're, we're taking all this shit. Yeah, well... Foch. Who I mean, who was Faramin? I'm a little who? worried about like having all this stuff with us in our house. I feel like that's just inviting. Eh, don't it's worry about it. Fine. Okay. You got Faramin. a bunch of heroes. Faramin is the Splatterman. Oh, gotcha. Okay, thank you. So we load all this shit up, and as we're walking out, Stormac is like, "So should we bury these things or what?" Um, that's kind of a good point about bringing them back to Kendra, sweet Kendra's house. Uh, yeah. You know, I would uh, I would actually like to keep an eye on them. If they're buried, that means somebody else can come and dig them up without our knowledge. If they are with us, then we know they are with us. Maybe you could camp out in the backyard with them. I don't think we should bring them to the house. They're in the handy haversack. We'll be in a pocket dimension. That's a good point, Sidril. 
I mean, if that's safe. You guys know more about this stuff than I do. Yes, Sidriel, is this safe? I mean, to a reasonable degree of safe, I suppose. Well, then put... I mean, was crawling down a deep black hole and fighting a plating <laughs> skeleton safe? Sure, no, but that was just us, and now we're involving the but rest of the town. we did it because we needed to, right? And Kendra. Uh, well, I, I need to learn more about these magical things, um, and, and I would I would like I'd like to uh, Sidriel, if you could teach me more. Uh, but but for now, uh, putting these perhaps haunted things inside of this magical bag, you think that's safe? Okay, well let's do that and head home. Yes. What time of day is it? It's probably about two. Can we uh, let's grab everything of value in this room. I think you just did. I mean, you said there were jewels in the other room, not in the in the vault. I said jewelry, and it's like yeah, tarnished yeah. old, like costume jewelry. Hey, you know what that shit's worth? Yeah, you don't think it's worth anything? Inflation seven and a half percent, dude. Okay, you take it. <laughs> All right, my dudes, let's head back home. Hmm. I'm still not feeling great. Um, those skeletons really. Give you the claws, man. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, let's bail. All right. So you stuff all that stuff in the haversack and you bail back towards the town. The whole way home, Flora's like looking at her sling and like kind of flinging it back and forth between her hands and she's like, this thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's super overcast uh, when you come out of the prison, cold and windy. I mean, it takes you about an hour to get back to town. About three o'clock in the afternoon now, as you come through the north end of town. Where are you going? I would, I would say we should go back to the house, right, and drop this shit off. Who has the haversack? Who did we say had that? Was it Sid? I thought it, Sidriel had has the haversack. Am I wrong? I that might be correct. Okay. I would like to swing by the blacksmith. Okay. Well, uh, someone has to keep an eye on Flora with uh, with the blacksmith. <laughs> that blacksmith <laughs> is not to be uh, fully trusted. Um, I have my own money. Shut well, up. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I won't. I won't mind uh, going to the blacksmith real quick. Um, Someone has to keep an eye. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Flora and Stormark are going to the blacksmith. Sure, Sidril sure. and Ozil. Um, I'm down to stick with Sidril wherever he's going, unless he's trying to lay some pipe. Lay some pipe. I have to ask Father Ozil to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go to the Laughing Demon then. Oh, my God. You can come with us. Um, yeah, I can, I'll come with you guys to the blacksmith. Okay. <laughs> Sidriel is going where? I'm headed to the Lorimer Estate. All right. Because all the, the, all the town's library is in the town hall that burned down, right? What? The town hall burned down. Isn't that where the library was? Half of the town hall. I mean, burned there down. was. 
There was records there. Um, there's the magic shop that has an extensive library. Uh, Lorimer State oh. has an extensive library. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start at the Lorimer State Library. Okay. You probably head down the same way uh, through the town square before they break off to go to the Ravengrove Forge and you head further south to Lorimer State. Yorfa is working at the forge. She sees you come up, she wipes her brow, and it's like, Oh, hello, friends. Or Max, so nice to see you. Oh, hello. What is it that uh, graces me with your presence? Uh, I would... She, like, hands her sling, and she's like, I have a friend that has something that's better than this, and I was wondering if you could make it for me. There are many things that are better than this <laughs> little one. <laughs> You have to be a little more specific. She goes into detail that I am incapable of going into detail of, and she explains what might be described as a sling staff, a halfling sling staff, and she asks if Yorfa can make it. Cool. Of course she can make it. It's just, it's just a specially designed sling attached to a short club. Yeah, it's literally like stapling a sling to the end of a club. Great. Can you make this? <laughs> I'm uh, confused at why you would ask me to make such a thing. It doesn't seem like there is many... Who the fuck else can make it? Am I supposed to do it? I I work with steel. You, this is a stick with uh, some leather on it. Oh, oh, Yorfa, please. We know you <laughs> attach a... Steel, okay. Uh, steel blade to a wooden handle. Sometimes we know you got the skills, girl. <laughs> I tell you what, I can make this. Yes, I, I just attached a picture of, of what you asked her to make in the chat, Meg. Okay, uh, you, yeah. you literally <laughs> asked her to tie your sling to the end of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Please do this. <laughs> yes, but of course, I am incapable of doing this. <laughs> Um, and yeah, she will completely make one of those for you. She says, come back tomorrow. I mean, it could be a steel stick, though. Like, you could have, like, a yeah, nice, a, long a steel fucking rod. She'll do that. With, make like, a, with a thing on it. I mean, it could be really cool. Yeah, make me a make me a really strong one of these. That, that you can also uh, use as a bludgeoning weapon? Yeah. My dear Flora, if you're going to have something made, uh, why don't you put something personalized on it, uh? Is there anything that you would put on your halfling weird sling staff? She thinks for a second, and then she kind of, like, pulls a necklace out of her shirt and shows it to Yorfa and is like, you think you could copy this pattern? It's like a little leaf, like a a filigree kind of thing, but it's really, it looks really rough and handmade. And, like, hammer this into it. I think I could make something quite beautiful. Great. I don't have much going on today. I, sh- I could come by in the morning. I should have it done. Really appreciate it. The last time I had a weapon made, I had my daughter's initials stamped into it. Is very sentimental to me. You've nobody asked for your life story. <laughs> what was it? Do you still have the thing? <laughs> oh, thanks. We'll We're see you later, Yorfa. We should Bye, be Yorfa. on our way <laughs> as we walk away. Tell us about your daughter, Father Ozo. What's her name? 
Well, he'll pull the end of his falchion out, and you'll see that there's uh, Abigail, A A B, A B uh, stamped into the end of his falchion. Her name was Abigail. Uh, it's a very painful story, but in her remembrance, I had this falchion made. Stormak awkwardly looks at Flora and looks back at Ozil. Did she like falchions a lot? <laughs> well, <laughs> she is a half-orc, so... Yes. yes. She's naturally gifted to use them. Uh, oh, yes. It's not necessarily a uh, common thing among dwarves, I would imagine, but uh, the falchion comes from my people, and we are very proud of it. Uh, her in particular, I always needed to remember why she had died. Why Why was that? Uh, it's, it was very long ago. My memory is a little foggy. I feel like I need to, uh, I feel like I need to rest. Oh, okay. S Stormak doesn't get the, the, the gravity of this conversation. He just thinks we're talking about weapons. He goes, well, dwarves have um, weapon familiarity as well. Um, a lot of my people have weapons that they prefer. I personally prefer to abstain from weapons, as you know, and, and they just chit-chat all the way back, and he just is completely oblivious to Father Ozel's, I guess, his pain? Plight. His plight, mm-hmm. Suffering. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a plight, for sure. You can, you can definitely see that Father Ozel is pained by the conversation, but... He understands the value of having something made because he is more of a pauper, usually. Mm -hmm. So if you have something made, it's good for you. Yes, I agree. Dwarven blacksmith, best you can find. That's that's good job there. That'll be a great weapon. Shall we go get a drink after that day? Yeah, I could use a drink and a one last channel if you got it in you. <laughs> <laughs> My... <laughs> it might be nice to uh, save for Asma's will until we're all together. But, that, that makes uh, sense. Are we are we getting alcohol, or are we just gonna raid Kendra's cupboard? I did see I did see something in the back of the cabinet there. Let's let's just get, let's just head home and get some rest. Okay, fine. It's like two o'clock. Let's go to the Laughing Demon. Okay, fine. Oh, let's God. go to the Laughing we Demon then. <laughs> <laughs> No better time than after you just went through a giant ordeal. Okay, yes, absolutely. Laughing demon it is. Let's go. It's five o'clock in Florida. <laughs> it's five o'clock in Florida. It's happy hour somewhere on Galarian. Let's go. All right, laughing demon. <laughs> All right, so you guys head to the demon. Uh, yes. We will cut to Sidriel uh, walking up to the Lorimer estate. Oh, yes. I'm building a um, ship. <laughs> Sidriel, you see Kendra is kind of sitting on the porch uh, as you walk up. Kind of rocking chair style. Like, oh, Sidriel. She waves. Hi, Kendra. I'm going to be doing some research in the study. Hope I don't bother you. Oh, would you like any help? Yes, the um, uh, second set of eyes won't hurt. I'm very well. I've been absolutely bored all day. Well, this definitely isn't boring. <laughs> she smiles real big uh, when you say yes, and and she'll get up and kind of open the door and follow you in. 
that we had uh, just straight to the uh, to the library, and Sidra uh, immediately starts dumping out the handy haversack. She's like, oh, what is all this? Oh, I think that's for the Mosswater Marauder. I think he killed people with that. And I think this hammer was used to kill people. <laughs> and I think this book and these uh, fine trinkets may have also been used to kill people. <laughs> and the flute, I think, killed people indirectly. Castle. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. Um, so we're trying to get to the bottom of that, though, because I think it's tied to, you know, the spirits in the prison. We told you about the spirits in the prison, right? Well, the spirits in the prison. And I think we it, it, it's this. Fascinating. And that looks like it could be a spell book. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the first thing the Sidriel's going for. Like, He's probably already in that spell book. All right. So Sidriel and Kendra hit the books, quite literally. And we'll go back to the laughing demon at this moment. You guys walk in the door, and there's an immediate uproar. <laughs> Flora! <laughs> there's cheering and clanking. What the fuck? And you see that the entire uh, Fist Whistle clan Yes. the laughing demon. Yes! Oh, we didn't think you'd make it! We haven't seen you around. You're right, are you busy saving the town and all that? Oh, uh, we, we just got back, what's happening? Oh, so you've done it then? What? The town's all saved and good then? No, no, we're working. Hey, Mr. Cheers. Cheers in there, like, clanking. They're all obviously pretty drunk. Stormak reaches up and puts a hand around uh, Ozil's shoulder. They're like their buddies, and they're looking down on little Flora, who's probably dismounting Daisy. She's she's thrilled. She's happier than you've seen her in days. Yeah, we, we just we just watch her <laughs> as she rejoins the, the the halflings, and they set they celebrate so her. And the, the dudes just stand back and watch. <laughs> so beautiful. I love when a bunch of halflings get together and celebrate. She uh she kind of like leans over to you guys as she's getting off of Daisy, and she's like, "This must be the wake," and she kind of runs off into the group. <laughs> uh, always a halfling for a party. I've never known one to not want to get together for a wake. Ooh, that sounds weird. <laughs> I, I, I pet Daisy, and who's who's left all alone there, and I'm like, "All right, Daisy, let's get you a beer." And we go and we find a, a booth near near nearby the fist whistles. Didn't we have a table? Oh, we did. Did did we get assigned a table? Oh, you can sit anywhere you like. That's not what I wanted to hear, but okay. We're practically on the Let's place. Let's sit by the window where the horse can stick his head in. Where is that horse anyway? <laughs> horse? <laughs> <laughs> where is that horse anyway? <laughs> there he is. Okay. <laughs> We pull up there. All right, yeah, you get a table, and um, Blarney's father comes over, and it's like, "Well, we meant to meant to give you an invitation, but we're here celebrating we Blarney, celebrating her life, you see." And like the other three that died, right? She was always my favorite halfling. Oh. Oh well, it's 
It's gonna be a long weekend. Tonight is Blarney's. Yes, I. Uh, Tonight is Blarney's night. I appreciate it. Uh, can I uh, buy a round on the house? <laughs> can I buy a round on the house? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. A round on a half orc. She's already got a mug that's like bigger than she is, and she's no, sipping it. No, I meant, I meant on the house. Ah, fuck. You see, Father Ozil, I come from a family. We own a tavern back in Yenderhof. On the house means that the house pays for it. If you buy the round, then you're the one buying it. I was, I was trying to get the house to pay I know, for it. I know, I know. Uh, just put it in my name. That's not how it goes, friend. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't... I don't have never been in a lot of taverns. Oh, I grew up in one. Most of my most of my time was spent on the front lines of the field. Oh, it's hard to What, what uh, field? The field of battle, my friend. Oh, oh, what battles were you in? Mostly it was the uh, battles outside of Hammer Rock. Have you heard of Hammer Rock? Oh, I I, I know uh, the right book to read about it, but I haven't read that book yet. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know so much about books? Oh, well, you know, I worked in a library. I thought you guarded a library. Well, I, I worked while guarding it, yeah. Sometimes they had us put books away. There wasn't always a lot of guarding to do. Yes, how would you guard a library? I wish Sidril was here so he could tell us how important books are. Mm -hmm. oh. They're very important. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a sad story from your formative years. Uh, me? Oh, I'll, it looks like our drinks are ready. I'll go get them. And Stormac goes to the bar and gets a tray full of big old mugs. Flora's been pulled into one of those like circle, like uh, river dance dances. Then she's like not even listening to you guys. She's been wrapped up in the party. Irish drinking song. It'll make the lame walk, it'll make the dumb talk, the elixir of life and philosopher's stone, and what helped Mr. Brunel to build the Thames Tunnel, or wasn't it whiskey from old and is shown? So stick to the crater, the best thing in nature for sinking your sorrows and raising your joys and a lot it's no wonder if lightning and thunder were made from a plunder of whiskey me boys. You're dancing with the fist whistles and they are celebrating the shit out of the life of Blarney Fist Whistle. And apparently they're making a weekend out of it because right? they're planning on celebrating the loss of the other uh, family members as well. Might as well. Um, as the festivities are kind of going on, I, uh, you know, we probably sit there. We have a few drinks. Stormat gets up and uh, dances around, you know, in the in the circle. Probably Father Ozil does too, but everybody comes up to his knees. Father Ozil slips and falls, uh, makes a big fool of himself. Everybody laughs. It's fair. <laughs> he's he, playing he's each old. other's characters. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know. I was just imagining. Yeah, me too. Flora is uh, continuously bringing you drinks. Like, it's it's rude not to drink it away. <laughs> so she's, she's making sure that you're not being rude. Oh, I was just going to 
pull pull Stormak aside and and Father Rosa will say Stormak, I really appreciate your help in saving my life. I couldn't have done it without you. When I was in that state, I saw Father Charlatan. He had taken me to a different place. I wasn't sure what had happened. But it instilled in me the facts that we are the people who are supposed to save this town. And without us, they will never be free of this evil that is upon them. I really do thank you for saving me. Stormak has you by the waist got his arm around you. And he's just like, oh, it's cool, man. We're saving each other all the time. And and you're like, whoa, like, is he just, is he drunk? And, and he's kind of, he's not swaying, but he's like got a grip on you. Like he might be swaying. And he's like, oh, you're really a great guy. And, um, this is so cool. I'm so happy to find, like, a bunch of people to do adventurous stuff with. And it's just great, man. And he's just drinking and spilling down his beard. And and you've never seen him this drunk before. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Queen. Well, I I absolutely appreciate that, Stromach. Um know that good things will happen to you in the future. Oh? I'll put in a good word with uh, Phrasma that your soul will be given a good spot among the graveyard. Um, well, okay, that'll be a long time from now. I'm, I'm a really young dwarf, you know. Yeah, he'll beat you there and he'll bring good words to her. Phrasma <laughs> does not judge based on age. Uh, that's that's cool, man. And he's just he's he's just he's he's lost the topic. He's just like <laughs> looking. He's just watching halflings dance and stuff. And that's all so, he's got. So as the party, the day drinking party rages on, the laughing demon. Uh, we'll cut back to Sidriel and Kendra who are cracked open this moldy old spell book and well Kendra seemed a little shocked at first when you said oh yeah these are all murder weapons (laughs) Uh, she is surprisingly like into the mystery of it all and like learning about it it's super interesting to her yeah, I mean, what did you do before true crime documentaries? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you you're going through this spell book, and a, a lot of the pages have been like just damaged over time uh, beyond legibility. But there are a number of legible spells in the book uh, that you can make out. And it's written in common. However, as you're paging, flipping through the pages of this book, you see it doesn't quite stand out at first. There's a big red S. And then you flip a little further and 
There's a red SI. And then the more you flip through the pages, the more you start seeing your your very name spelled out in blood on the pages. And it looks fresh. Somehow, without like staining and sticking to each other. You're like more quickly flipping through. Kendra's like, that's 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 your name. What what's going on, Sidril? I, I don't like this. Well, um, he goes back through the handy haversack and he pulls out his. Uh, I think Sidril still had a potion of cure light that hasn't been used yet, right? Sure. Kendra, I need you to hold on to this. If something happens, I think you know what to do with it. That's a potion of healing. And the sigil just turns back around and starts flipping through the pages. She clenches it tightly and, like, stands behind you, intently looking. And yeah, you see this more and more written on the pages. Nothing really comes of it. It's just... A little disturbing, perhaps. Is it an arcana or a religion check about what's happening here? Bellcraft, maybe? Oh, you can give me a religion. That is a nat 20 for a 28. Oh, thank god. Nice. Um, yeah, you feel that this spellbook has a very strong connection to the Splatterman spirit still. You think that it might be a little dangerous. It also might be a powerful weapon against Flatterman. But you're not quite sure how. Yeah, you feel like interacting with this spellbook near the Splatterman somehow might have some effect on him uh, due to this strong connection to his spirit. And you are able to make out nine legible spells. I don't know, you may already have some of them, or maybe you don't, but they are Comprehend Languages, Dispel Magic, False Life, Gust of Wind, Illusory Script, Levitate, Mage Armor, Magic Missile and Summon Monster 4. Kendra's like, I don't... I don't know what you're planning on doing with this, but it's certainly giving me the heebie-jeebies. Well, I think we know one thing for sure. What, what, is, what is it? Shit's haunted. <laughs> Shit's haunted, quite. <laughs> and, um, she's like, I'm, I'm gonna put on some tea. Do it. Would you like some? Yes, please. I think I'm probably going to be at this for a while. And, um... Sidriel watches Kendra leave the room. That's not a good idea. And... Why? There's just a bunch of haunted murder weapons in the room with me all by myself. All what by What could yourself. possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, and she took your and, potion. <laughs> I mean, I could have administered it to myself if I was dead. As Kendra leaves the room... Door shuts behind her. No, 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 no. And you see the walls all around you in this study are just completely covered with your name. 
written in blood. Across the books and the shelves, across the table, on the window, all across the ceiling, on the floor. Red rum. Sidriel. Sidriel. Over and over and over again. Red rum. And we'll see you next week. Oh, that's so bad. That's fucked up, dude. Not cool. I mean, the guy had a losery script in his spell book. <laughs> it's, uh, I think I, Sidriel's cracking code on this one. shit.